The information provided on this podcast does not and is not intended to constitute legal advice. Instead, all information, content, and materials available are for general informational purposes only. Welcome to Rights Here, Rights Now, the podcast about disability, advocacy, and activism. I'm your advocate host, Ren Fazuski. And I'm your advocate host, Virginia Ferris. Every two weeks, we dig into relevant issues, current events, and avenues for self-advocacy. Because someone has to. And it might as well be us. This podcast is produced by the Disability Law Center of Virginia, the Commonwealth's Protection and Advocacy Agency for Disability Rights. Find out more at dlcv.org. So, Virginia, we have quite the special guest with us here today. Yes. Is this, is this our first cross-disability agency podcast? Is I it finally believe, happening? I believe it is. We have Anne McDonald, who is the executive director of the Brain Injury Association of Virginia. She'll be talking to us about the work that BIAV does and the great services they provide. And I'm very excited to talk to her. But before we jump in, let's check out Disability in the News. This year, DLCV staff and volunteers surveyed over 20 public libraries across Virginia. We surveyed the parking lots to ensure accessibility as well as internal for accessible technology. Many people with disabilities rely on public libraries and their computers to register to vote apply for Social Security, and connect with service providers. Many libraries were surveyed did not have any issues, which we are very grateful for. Thornton Public Library had some issues with that parking lot. They'd have signs to indicate which parking spaces were accessible spaces, but the signs did not meet the correct height requirements set forth by the Americans with Disability Act. More so, the signs did not have any attached tow-away language, which is mandated by Virginia law. DLCV sent a letter to Stoughton Public Library to bring attention to these issues. Within two weeks, DLCV staff received a letter from Stoughton Public Library thanking them for bringing this issue to their attention. Furthermore, they have already met with the Public Service Division in the city of Stoughton to fix the sign height and add the tow-away language. We appreciate that swift response to help make that building more accessible to all visitors. Well, again, Anne, thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. It's good to be here, Ren. Thanks. So we're going to jump right into it. What exactly is the Brain Injury Association of Virginia? The Brain Injury Association of Virginia, or BIAV, as you'll probably hear me refer to it, is the only statewide nonprofit organization in Virginia that's dedicated exclusively to serving individuals with brain injuries, their families, and those that care for about them. Um, our mission is to advance education, awareness, support, treatment, and research to improve the quality of life for all people affected by brain injury, and we serve probably somewhere in the neighborhood of about 15,000 people a year. Uh, We were founded in 1983 by parents who were trying to figure out how to help a loved one through brain injury, and today we're still really focused on that goal. 
and can provide assistance with programs and services for what comes next. So you've already you've already touched on my next point a little bit, but um, what uh, what is the criteria for the people you guys provide services to? Well, you know. Our eligibility criteria is that you basically have a brain injury in some way. We're not insurance dependent, so we don't look for financial eligibility. And because we're not providing direct services, we don't require paperwork that proves you have a brain injury. As you know, brain injury can present quite a continuum of injury from individuals who have a mild injury that deal with symptoms for a relatively short period of time to those who sustain a very serious, significant brain injury who need advocates to help provide their care provide their voice, provide their link to the outside world. We serve everybody, whether it's a child and a parent is calling about how that child should receive education, or it's a parent trying to figure out where their child will live once they're no longer able to provide the care. We see quite a number of of scenarios that come to us. Yeah. So you said that part of the reason why you're able to provide, you know, that you have such a broad criteria is because you don't provide direct services. Mm -hmm. So what services do you guys provide? Well, we operate an information referral helpline that offers assistance, assistance customized to someone's needs. We also offer in-person and virtual support groups. Now we're not currently offering in-person, but we have had that in the past and hope to start that again. We reach out to newly injured Virginians who are reported to hospitals through the Virginia Statewide Trauma Registry as having sustained a brain injury. And we work with hospitals and human service programs and state agencies to better meet the needs of those with brain injuries. Our staff host education and training events through conferences, webinars, and workshops. And we participate in public awareness and brain injury prevention activities. We also lead advocacy efforts to expand the system of care and help persons with brain injuries and family caregivers protect their rights and secure services. And we also hold Camp Bruce McCoy, named in honor of a former camper. It's a week-long recreation and respite program for adults and caregivers and is what is responsible for bringing me to the Brain Injury Association of Virginia. I was an occupational therapist working at Sheltering Arms Many, many years ago, they came and said, hey, we've got this great program. It's a summer camp for folks with brain injuries. Why don't you come and participate? And uh, it changed my life in a good way. You've sort of gone over the range of services, whether that's sort of like legislative advocacy or support groups um, or outreach. Um, What are the best reasons for folks in the community to call you? What what do you hope that our listeners are going to to pick up and go, I need to call them? Well, there are Primarily two reasons why I like to encourage people to call us. Number one is you never know what you don't know. And so when folks are really struggling to find their way or to find resources or to figure out what comes next or what the journey needs to look like, having experienced folks on your side can be very helpful. Our information and referral staff are simply outstanding and our staff have a combined, you know, hundred plus years of experience in brain injury. So between the education that we can provide, the supportive counseling we can provide, and the roadmap. Those are all really good reasons. But, you know, sadly, 
we can't meet the needs of everybody that calls. Virginia mm -hmm. still has some significant service gaps for folks with brain injuries. And so sometimes I tell folks, even if we can't help you, it's really important that you call because we put that information in our database. And we're able to go to the legislature and say, of all of the people that called BIAB last year, 47% said that they were worried about housing, that they didn't have some place for somebody to live in the community of their choice without some supports. And we need to do that. And so even though we may not have an answer, we're hoping to create answers. And those answers are created by your calling us and telling us what your challenges are. And we know those needs change over time. So it's while it's important for folks to call us when their loved one is still in acute care and they're trying to figure out what the next steps are, it's really important for those same people to call us 5, 10, 15 years later so that we know how those needs change over time and can be an association that responds in a forward-thinking sort of way. So you mentioned um, taking that kind of information to the legislature, and it's very clear that you guys are great allies to people with disabilities in the legislature. What can other folks who want to help people with brain injuries do to get involved? Well, there are a couple of different ways that folks can get involved. You know, if they simply want to communicate with their legislators during the General Assembly session. We have an advocacy page on our website, and so we break down what the issues are. And we also provide letter templates and how to find your legislator and all of those things that folks can do independently on their own when the time is right for them. We also every year do an advocacy webinar that folks can download and listen to on demand that highlights what the issues that we're approaching in this session are to provide a little bit more information. Also, the Brain Injury Association of Virginia has advisory groups, and if someone was interested in serving on one of those, the activities that they engage in are advocacy as well. Um, we ask our advisory groups frequently, tell us what life is like for you on a daily basis. Tell us what's your biggest worry right now. We have advisory groups that are based on sort of your categorization. Are you a person with lived experience of brain injury? Are you a caregiver? Are you someone that works in a hospital or program like Sheltering Arms that's rehabilitating folks with brain injuries? Or are you someone that works in a other sort, of, other sort of treatment practice, like a doctor or a therapist. We also have groups that are sort of affinity-based. Are you a person with a mild brain injury? Are you a person that has um, issues related to your living in a rural area? How did those differ from folks that live in urban areas? So we have a community engagement coordinator, and that person is responsible for um, helping folks that want to volunteer, who want to get involved, find the best mechanism for that to do that. And so whether that's something that you do on your own or whether that's something that you do as a group, we'll meet you where you are and figure out a way to help you feel more comfortable with the advocacy process. It's really not as scary as people think it is. So most importantly of all, how do folks get in contact with BIAV? Well, we have a lot of information on our website that folks can look over when the time is right for them. We have an online resource directory where they can find specialists where they're looking for, where they live. It can be searched by zip code. It can be searched by specialist area. 
We have an extensive library of articles and quick guides and webinars, and all of those can be found at www.biav.net. Um, we also can arrange to have a free one-on-one -on -one consultation with you know, staff over the phone, or we can do it by email, chat, in a virtual meeting, whatever you need to help map a course for what comes next. And what we do in those, we, we meet you where you are, as I said earlier in this journey, and can provide very personalized and timely assistance to specifically address the issues someone's dealing with right now, whether or not brain injury is a new diagnosis. And is there um, a phone number you would like to give our listeners or is the best way to contact you guys online? Sure, I can give a phone number and I can give our email address. Our phone number is 804-355-5748. If you're calling from outside the Richmond area, it's 800-444-6443. And our email address is info at biav.net and thank you again for being on here before we let you go and get back to what i'm sure is an amazingly busy day i'm I, i'm guessing the calls are coming in like crazy right now um are there any resources that you want to uh make our listeners aware of other than um that great website biav.net the Department for Aging and Rehabilitative Services is the lead state agency for persons with sensory and physical disabilities, including brain injury. So they may provide a resource for individuals as well, particularly if they're looking to get employed again and for other community-based services and supports. The Brain Injury Association of America is also a really good resource for folks that are looking for additional information on brain injury. One of the things that we're really lucky to have in Virginia is a model systems for traumatic brain injury. These are centers of excellence that are funded federally to provide services. And so the model systems for traumatic brain injury are also a really great resource. And you can find that at tbims.org. Well, thank you again, Anne. We appreciate you being on and uh, taking your time with us today. Thank you. Well, I'm excited for the opportunity. Thanks so much, ladies. And now, a DLCV highlight. Recently, U.S. Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, affectionately known as RBG, passed away at 87. RGB wrote the majority opinion on the landmark 1999 ruling Olmstead versus LC. This decision affirmed the right of people with disabilities to live in the community. In the decision, the high court determined that under the Americans with Disability Act, states must move people with disabilities to community settings if treatment professionals determine such a placement is appropriate. If the individual does not oppose the move and if the placement can be reasonably accommodated. RBG knew that community placements would benefit individuals with disabilities far more than being confined in an institution. She will forever be remembered as a champion of the rights of millions of people with intellectual and development disabilities. Thanks again to Anne for joining us today. I know that so many of our listeners were looking forward to hearing her talk about what she does and the work that BIAV does. It's so important and 
it's just amazing to have her on. Thank you again so much. Yes. And if you, um, if you found us through BIAV and this podcast collaboration, welcome. We are so happy to have you. Absolutely. And thank all of you for listening to this episode of Rights Here, Rights Now, brought to you by the Disability Law Center of Virginia. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and share us with your friends. If you need assistance or want more information about DLCV and what we do, visit us online at dlcv.org. You can also follow us on social media. We're on Twitter at Disability Law VA, and we're also on Facebook at Disability Law Center of Virginia. Until next time, I'm Virginia Ferris. And I'm Ren Fizuski. And this has been Rights Here. Rights Now.